0: Over the past few years, I have asked you guys to give me a rating and review. And if you've done that, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it, it's so helpful. But if you haven't, I get it, I kinda get it. Like, I'm asking you to go and click on this thing and then, like, how do I do it? And then I have to come up with some kind of a review and I don't know what to say and I'll do it later, right? I I get it, I've I've kind of been there before. I, I know exactly how you feel. And so, I'm not asking you to do that now, okay? What I'm asking you to do now is so easy. Anybody can do it. And it literally takes like one second. Go into whatever you're listening to, whether it's Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. They all have it. And just click on the subscribe button. Just subscribe it takes 1 second you don't have to be creative you don't have to come up with a review and write it all out and you know be self conscious about it. just hit that subscribe button that would be so 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 impactful for me and if you're enjoying this and getting a lot out of it that would mean the world to me it really would and it's so easy anyone can do it like let's literally stop listening right now stop listening go and do it that's how much it means to me nobody ever asks you to leave their show and stop listening for anything but i'm asking you to stop listening right now go and just quickly subscribe come right back and take a listen. That would mean the world to me. I would really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And I really appreciate it. Thanks. And so I switched to wholesaling and that really was much more aligned with my personality and the way I like things to go in my business. For me, I feel like it also stripped away a lot of the variables that I didn't have control over. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me on Just Our Real Estate. I appreciate it. This is another great live replay for you that I think is going to be awesome and you're going to enjoy it. Did a little bit different this time. I had a little bit more in-depth answers for less questions. So sometimes we kind of burn through 4 or 5 questions uh, during the course of the live. In this case, uh, I hit 2 of them pretty hard and went really deep. Uh, one of them was figuring out the best investing strategy to start with. Uh, This person, they told me their age and their income and how much money they had in savings and kind of their situation. And I went in pretty deep about how to decide which strategy is best for you. I think that's worth a listen. Honestly, if that's all you listen to uh, today, I think it's gonna be super helpful because a lot of people really struggle with that. The other question that I went in pretty deep with uh, was for wholesalers who are trying to develop relationships with realtors. What do you say to them to pique their interest? How do you get in front of them? And how do you stand out from the crowd to try to get your hands on some of those deals that they get that make total sense for you as a wholesaler but maybe not a whole lot of sense for them as a retail realtor? So. I went in kind of deep on that too. It's sort of my my you know my niche. I'm, I'm a wholesaler at heart. Uh, I do a lot of those, and so I had some stuff to add there. So uh, a couple of just just two questions, but we went pretty deep, and I think there's some good stuff in there for you guys. So I hope you enjoy this, I, guys. I give you my latest live Q and A replay. Okay, guys, we are live here on a Wednesday at seven o'clock Eastern, uh, four p.m. Pacific, like always, answering your questions live about. Real estate. Hopefully, I have never gotten a question that wasn't about real estate. But uh, if anyone who knows me out there knows that I will answer the question, even if it's not real estate, but that's what I'm an expert in. So I think real estate's where you need to stay. uh, But just be be warned. If you ask me other questions, I'll probably answer them too. I can't help myself. I love answering questions and I love giving my opinion. So uh, here we go. All right, guys, real quick, quick announcement. If you are... uh, If you have not gone to Flip Hacking Live in the past, okay, I was just there a couple weeks ago. It was in Orlando. It was awesome. It was an amazing event. We had so many great speakers. Uh, It was absolutely phenomenal. And if you missed it, you missed it. I'm sorry. It was a live event and it's gone. However, there is a virtual replay that you can plug into and it is at a fraction of the price of the live event like so so cheap it's like nothing go to fliphackinglive.com go there right now it starts tomorrow tomorrow thursday The twenty, what is that? Seventh, twenty seventh, and the twenty eighth. So it's Thursday and Friday. It's a two day event. Uh, It is going to be hosted live by Bill Allen. So uh, it's not just like some video that you're going to sit there and watch and it's boring. It's it's a live, interactive uh, kind of an event with with the host Bill Allen. But it is some of the best from Flip Hacking Live this year. And if you didn't get a chance to go, uh, I get it. Sometimes it's hard to get out of your house, to get out of your your city, and to get on a plane. Totally understandable, but what is not understandable and what is unforgivable is not going to the replay. So go and check that out. Go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your tickets, be there. It's a two-day event. It's awesome. You're going to love it. My friend Bill is amazing, and uh, you should check that out. Okay. Uh, other than that, let's get on to business. I am, I'm just going to give you some behind the scenes stuff uh, that you wouldn't normally know. When I do these lives, I don't do them by myself. Like I'm the one on camera. I'm talking. Obviously, I'm answering questions. But I have some technical help and some help in the background of people kind of feeding me the questions that are coming through and just kind of keeping things moving. I am I'm at the dashboard by myself tonight. So if I make a mistake, if it takes me a second to pull something up, just have a little patience. I don't normally run this on my own. I usually have uh, some help in the background, but uh, I'm flying solo today and that's totally cool. I'm up for it. Uh, The tricky part is checking Instagram because Instagram doesn't play nice with some of the software we use. But I can still check it. I can see over there, Don Costa. What's up, buddy? I see you there, uh, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna stay on top of that too. If you have questions, though, please. If you're on YouTube, if you're on um, LinkedIn, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, go ahead and put questions in the chat, and I will see them. I will pull them up, and I'll answer your questions live. I always prioritize live questions. Uh, But when we don't have the live questions coming through, I have questions that are sent to me during the week and I answer those. And so that's what I'm going to start off doing uh, right now. I'm going to get to the first question. Like I said, normally, these are just fed to me like a diva and I just answer them and I don't have to do anything or know anything. And I just, you know, I'm ignorance is bliss. But tonight I don't have that luxury. So I'm going to go in and pull up the first question. Here we go. It's on the screen. Uh, Question is, I'm trying to figure out the best investing strategy for me. I'm a 20. I am 28. I have 75K per year job, W-2 job, and 30K in savings. I have access to private funding and live in Denver, but travel quite a bit. Okay. So when someone asks me what the best investing strategy is for them, I I really, it's good to know that you're 28, what you make per year, what your savings is, and that you have access to private funding. But... What I really want to know first, before I know any of that information is, what do you want to do? What kind of a business do you want? How involved do you want to be? How much money do you need right now versus down the road when maybe, you know, and and the other question is, do you even want a nine to five? Do you want a W2 job? Or are you trying to get out of it, right? There's like so many questions that I need answers to before I can use the data you gave me. But I'm going to do my best to give you a good answer, even though I don't have because this was sent in. So I don't have the back and forth going right now. Number one, I'm just going to go back to my original point. I, I would really want to know what you want out of this. Like, do you want to get out of your nine to five? And do you like the idea of flipping houses, like taking this ugly house that's in, you know, it's in distress, you know, and it needs to be fully renovated. And, you know, you're going to take this ugly duckling and make it this beautiful swan. If that's something that excites you and you think, wow, that, that, that feels like it speaks to me. Like I really want to take this ugly house and put the work in and, and either myself or hire a, a, a crew to come in and do that work and then turn that house into something beautiful. And then watch this you know, this new family come and buy it, and that's where they're going to raise their kids, and they're going to play in the backyard. And you know, if that kind of thing really excites you, then then house flipping is probably for you. And if you want to do house flipping, having thirty k in savings is great because that can be a down payment, it can be gap funding if you're using hard money, but you have access to private money, so you might not even need that that thirty k necessarily. Um, I'm not a big advocate of just spending your savings because you have it, right? If you're a house flipper you have one of the, you know, the the big thing in real estate especially now right going into this recession and all the things that are happening house prices the big thing is trying to find good deals it always is it always will be trying to get these great deals getting them under contract as a house flipper you have a wonderful resource available to you and it's not the only resource but one of the one of the best resources a house flipper has as it relates to getting a deal or finding a good deal are wholesalers Wholesalers exist, that, that category of real estate only exists to serve you. They go out, wholesalers do, they go out and find these great deals, get them under contract and then bring them to you and they mark it up, right? Obviously it's a business, they mark it up and get it to you. But as long as you run your numbers and the, whatever they marked it up to or whatever you agree on with the wholesaler, if that works for you, then what a great resource. You don't have to spend anything in marketing. And that's awesome. Because wholesalers don't have that luxury. Wholesalers, generally speaking, especially the big wholesalers, the ones that get lots of deals, they spend a lot of money in marketing every month, a lot of money. And, and there's no real great avenue for scaling up cheap or free leads for a wholesaler, like networking and SEO and all that stuff, right? It's all good stuff. But if House Flipper, you find a couple of really great wholesalers who have a lot of volume and you buy their deals, you can scale up very, very fast. And so having that 30K is great, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend you spend it, especially because you have private funding available to you. And uh, you're 28. I don't know if you have kids and, and um, you know, a husband or a wife or whatever, but you have, you're young, you've got time, right? You've, you have a decent paying job and you've got some savings. If you want to flip, you've got the private money, go for it. I personally think that flipping is a good route to go when you don't have a ton of time flipping and, and buying rentals are are great. I don't, I personally don't think that house uh, wholesaling is the best way to go when you don't have a lot of time, especially in the beginning. Wholesaling is very activity. Like there's a lot of activities. It's very active. um, There's a lot going on in a wholesaling business. There isn't a house flipping business too, but a lot of the stuff that's going on in a house flipping business is the house flipping itself. And in most cases, especially if you travel a lot, you're going to want to hire a general contractor who is hiring all the subcontractors, and they are managing getting that renovation done. Now, somebody has to keep tabs on the general manager or the general contractor, I should say. Somebody has to be watching them. I get that. I totally get it. But that can be done, done from a distance. All right? You can talk to them on the phone, You can FaceTime them to see things that need to be seen, answer questions to see the progress. Like you can do a lot of stuff virtual. Um, A few years back, my daughter came to me and said she wanted to start doing something in real estate. She wanted to build a real estate business. And she asked me if she should be a wholesaler or a house flipper. Like she wanted to do one of the two. And I suggested house flipping because she worked a full-time job. She didn't have a lot of money at the time, not, not a ton of money saved up but she wanted to do something. She didn't have a lot of time and she didn't want to quit her job. And so I, I thought that house flipping was the most appropriate for her, right? She could hire the general contractor. She can use wholesalers to find deals because I didn't want her spending a ton, of ton of money on marketing because she's my daughter and she didn't have a lot of money. And I was trying to make this as soft a landing as I could. And so she went to all the wholesalers in town, started making a ton of offers, got three deals under contract, flipped them. Everything went Reasonably well, right? It wasn't perfect. Obviously, a first-time house flipper, there's problems, and I wasn't doing everything for her. That wasn't the point. <clears throat> but the point is, she was able to flip three houses uh, in her first go-around with a full-time job and make really, really good money. And so, I think that's what I would do. Now, if if you're like me and you say, like I did flipping for six years, once I had done house flipping for six years, I had had some success and I I flipped a lot of houses, but. Doing the, the the actual flipping process, right? taking that ugly duckling and making it a beautiful swan, dealing with contractors, dealing with banks, dealing with appraisers, all that stuff, <clears throat> I didn't love it. That wasn't fun for me. It was wearing me down. It was grinding at me. It just wasn't what got me excited to get up in the morning and get out of bed. And so I switched to wholesaling, and that really was much more aligned with my personality and the way I like things to go in my business. For me, I feel like it also stripped away a lot of the variables that I didn't have control over, or I didn't have a lot of control over Right. Contractors can be challenging to say the least. And that's putting it very PC appraisers and banks and all these, you know, realtors, um, Retail buyers, which are really sometimes tough to to work with. Uh, All that stuff, I took it off my plate when I became a wholesaler. And all I was doing at that point was marketing and sales, marketing and sales. And when you're a wholesaler, the front half of your business is is like B2C. You're dealing with a consumer, you're dealing with, but you're dealing with sellers who are motivated to sell you their house, right? And so they have an interest and a real motivation to sell that house to you. On the back end, On the dispo part of wholesaling, that's B2B. And I love it. Like, that is, you're taking all of the human emotion or a lot of it away and you're selling to another business. They get it. They just want the numbers. Like, you're just, you're kind of negotiating and hashing that out at that point. And I I just really like that. That was fun for me doing wholesaling. And so, once I had done wholesaling for a little while, and, and it was a very little while, by the way, like after I did two or three of them, I was like, oh my gosh. I like this so much more. And so I started doing all wholesaling, basically like my company is probably in the last six years, we've probably only flipped a couple of dozen houses, probably maybe a little more, give or take, but a couple of dozen in the last few years in the last six years. But in the last six, seven years, we have wholesaled over 700 houses. So way more emphasis on wholesaling, a couple of flips here and there. Um, but when I'm going back to the question, what do you do? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want? Now, if you're also like, hey, I'm 28. I-, I love my job. I make 75K a year. I'm happy. I just want to build a portfolio of rentals so that when I'm 60 or 55 or whatever and I want to retire, I've got 50, 60, 70 rentals. They're all free and clear. They're bringing in you know tons of money per month and I can just retire and just sail off into the sunset. Then, then rentals is the way to go, right? It, you got a perfect, you've got this, this 30K, which can be kind of your your seed money for the down payment. So you maybe you do the burr method, right? Get it under contract, get somebody in there, fix it up, get a renter in there, refinance out, go on to the next one, take your money with you and go to the next one. You could burr your way to 50, 60 properties, no problem over the next... I mean, you could do it really, really fast. Obviously, some people do it in a couple of years. But I mean, if you're saying you want this for retirement... I mean, you just do one a year, two a year average, two a year, you could have 50, 60 of these things. You'd be set, right? That's If that's what you want to do. And if you don't need the money now and you don't want to leave your job. So it's really a long conversation. Somebody comes to me with, I'm 28, I make 75K and I have 30K in savings and I travel. We're going to have a long conversation before we actually get to the strategy and how to do it. But uh, to me, house flipping is viable if you want to make money now and you want to kind of like bring in as much cash it right now, as you can, um, if it's long-term goal and you don't care about the money now, like you just want to build this portfolio, pay them off over time, and have this this huge portfolio of rentals that you that you have that you can retire with, then then just start building your rental portfolio, a couple at a time, traveling a lot and buying two rentals a year, no big deal, totally doable, absolutely doable. Like honestly, it's easy to the, at that point. So that's my recommendation. Kind of a long winded. Didn't really maybe give the exact answer you want, but. If you ever want to log on, uh, and I don't know, I don't have in front of me who answered, who asked the question, but if you ever want to, if you're listening and you ever want to log on here at seven o'clock Eastern on Wednesdays, you can ask some follow up questions and we can dig into this pretty deep. But that's sort of my short slash kind of long answer for that. All right. Uh, Here we go. Next question. Okay. Wholesalers who work with realtors to develop relationships, what are the, okay. So, for for realtors, I think this is just worded clumsy for realtors who work for wholesalers who work with realtors, what are the talk tracks when you first start communicating with them? Uh, you're looking this person's looking for something that will engage them and pique their interest. Thanks in advance. OK, so whenever you're working with realtors, when that's um, the path you go down. And I think I mean, listen, the vast majority of properties in this country get sold on the MLS. And they're sold by realtors for the most part. So I think having relationships with realtors, whether you're a house flipper, wholesaler, landlord, whatever you're doing, short-term rentals, mid-term rentals, whatever, you should be developing relationships with realtors because they have access to the vast majority of properties that are for sale. And not all properties that are on the MLS actually sell. Or if they do sell, they don't all sell for top, top price, right? People... Go through various stages of being motivated to sell their house. Maybe when they first list it, they got time, they want top dollar, and then we're going into recession. Interest rates are rising. House values are dropping. People start to get a little bit more motivated. They feel that fire under their butt a little more, and they start really slashing the price of their other house. And so you can get good deals on the MLS is my point. And so you should be talking to realtors. So what's the talk track when you first start communicating? Don't be like everybody else, number one. Most investors, and the reason why a lot of realtors uh, have a bad perception of investors, us, is because we come at them with this kind of aggressive, kind of entitled, kind of oblivious to what they want, machine gun approach. And what I mean is we fire off an email or we send them a piece of direct mail. Hey, my name's Mike. I buy houses for cash. If you've got a client that can't sell their house, call me right? It's like, ugh, why? Like, I don't even think I like you at this point, right? You send them an email that says something similar. Like, realtors who are busy and realtors who do a lot of, a lot of transactions, they have people coming at them all the time wanting something, right? And real uh, investors are no different. We come at them and go, hey, uh, we want all your deals that are hard to sell. And if they're being honest, if they've been doing this a while and they kind of have, you know, they do some volume, If they're going to be honest, they would probably say, and probably most of them are just too nice to say it, but most of them would say, yeah, get in line. I get an email from somebody just like you who's saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. I get an email from you guys once a week, once a day, 10 times a week. Who knows, right? Depends on the realtor and, and the situation. But they're getting this solicitation all the time. Like, hey, if you've got some really great deal where someone wants almost nothing for their house, call me. I'll take it. It's like, yeah, of course you'll take it. So many people would take that. Why should they call you? <clears throat> there's a really good chance. Excuse me. There's a really good chance they already have some people they work with that they like, right? And so going after the like the high volume established realtors could be a waste of time. It, it isn't a total waste of time, but it could be a waste of time uh, because they have so many people that they they that reach out to them and they probably already have relationships. However, the question is, how do I start that conversation? What do I say to pique their interest? Well, first of all, I would start off with a couple of things. Number one, what do realtors want? Most realtors, they want leads and they want sales, just like we do, right? We want leads and we want sales. Well, <clears throat> for example, let's just say you're a wholesaler, okay? And you want to, which this person is, a wholesaler and you want to reach out. So if you know that realtors want leads and they want sales, then what if, bear with me here and just follow me for a minute. What if you find a way to offer them leads and sales? Okay. And here's how you do it. Number one, leads is the easy part. As a wholesaler, I know because I've been Wholesaling for a number of years now at a high volume, my marketing that I do produces a lot of leads. The vast majority of the leads that I get in my business, like most wholesalers or anybody who does direct to seller marketing, most of the leads that I get, I won't be able to buy their house either because they're not serious about selling or more likely they just aren't motivated to sell to an investor. They, they have time. They want to get top dollar. Their house is in great shape, so they should get top dollar. And if your house is in great shape and you're not in any hurry at all, you should be selling on the MLS to a realtor. And what happens is a lot of wholesalers will just trash that lead, throw it in the garbage, delete it, or they'll put them in some long-term drip, hoping... Let's be honest, we're hoping that something happens in their life that really motivates them to sell at a discount fast. Okay. That it could happen, doesn't always happen. But instead of trashing those leads or putting them in some long term hope and a prayer follow up campaign, because again, these are, I'm not talking about people who have some motivation, their house is not in great shape. They sort of need to sell, but they haven't really come to grips with it yet. That's not what I'm talking about, right? That's more of a hot or warm lead. That's how I would classify that. What I'm talking about is somebody who says, um, I'm 35 years old. Uh, I have a wife and no kids. This is a three-bedroom house. Uh, It's in fantastic shape. We just fully updated it, or we just built it last year, and uh, I don't have to sell? We could just stay. I'm just sort of testing the market. We may we may we may sell someday, but the house is in great shape. I have a great job. I have no reason to sell fast or at a discount. That is not that's not a a, a deal that you're probably going to get done. But it is a deal that a realtor could get done. And so all these deals were or sometimes people just say, "Hey, my house is worth one hundred fifty thousand, and I need to get one hundred forty-five thousand. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. I have to get that right. It may not work for us. There's ways that we can get that deal done. I understand, but in general, that's not a great deal. And so, that's the majority of the leads that come in for a wholesaler. It's that's not the exception. That's that's the majority. The exception is the one or two percent, or maybe five percent, that come in where they're motivated, they have a house, they need to sell fast at a discount, like they're ready to go right, like that that that's our those are our people. But if if it's more of a retail kind of a, a seller, you kick those over to to a realtor. Say, "Hey, I will give you the leads that I can't do anything with because they need a realtor. They don't need me. They don't need to sell fast at a discount. They need to sell and want to sell slow at retail." I'm going to give you those leads. And by the way, when I take a house down and every once in a while as wholesalers we have we need to buy the house for whatever reason it's called wholetailing right a wholetail is a house that you you take that thing down you buy it and then you you sell it on the MLS uh, I will use you mr. or mrs. realtor when I do those those wholetails you can be my realtor I'll, I'll, I'll give that to you and it'll just be sort of a, a layup for you right a house that's maybe it's worth a hundred I got it for you know 80 Um and we're just going to sell it for 100 and ARV is is 150 right so we're selling it way below it's, its optimal retail value but it'll just sell fast as is and, and I'll give you all those deals right and and then also I would show them that I I would show them my track record like I would get them in touch with my title company and say listen you may or may not want to call them, but but here's a reference. I do X amount of deals per month, X amount of deals per year. For me, I would say I do about 100 deals a year, between 80 and 100 deals a year. And here's my title company. Call them, call them and verify that that I do these deals, right? So I'm going to send you leads. I'm going to let you be my realtor when I when I wholesale properties, which I do from time to time. And I'm going to show you that I have a legitimate business going that I that I've actually got deals. And if you have a website. Send them to your testimonial page. And if you don't have a testimonial page for your website, you should send them to your testimonial page and let them see people who have worked with you and love you, right? It, obviously, that those are your testimonials, people who love you. S- send them to that page and say, listen, here, here we go. I got leads for you. I'm going to give you some some retail uh, uh, work out of this. Here's my title company that does all my deals and they can tell you how great I am. And then go to my website and you can see all the people who rave about how I've helped them and, and what a great company I have. Th- that's how I would approach uh, a realtor. I would come at them from all sides with with what they want. They want confirmation you're not a new investor or uh, confirmation at least that you know what you're doing. They want leads and they want sales, but leads and sales mostly they want, right? Leads and sales mostly. So um, that's what I would do if I was talking to a realtor and going after them today. So. All right, guys, I've been super long winded on some of these. I'm gonna check in the chat. Nobody nobody has something right now. If you have something, throw it in the chat now. Getting ready to end this. Uh we have there's more questions actually. I unfortunately there's a lot that I skipped, but Um, I will get to them next time. I just went a little bit deeper on a few questions rather than a bunch of questions and shorter answers. Just some of these questions were just things that I think require a little bit more uh, of an explanation, a little bit more conversation. So I would love to have these live if you have follow up questions, or even if it wasn't your question, you just so hey, you answered that, but you made me think of some other stuff. You can ask that live and I'd be happy to, to dig in deep with you guys. So that's it for tonight, guys. Remember, if you didn't go to Flip Hacking Live and you want to get to the replay because you want to get all of the information that you missed in Orlando and you missed a lot, a whole lot, go to fliphackinglive.com You can sign up for the replay. It starts tomorrow. It's Thursday and Friday, October 27th and 28th. It is going to be awesome, guys. Seriously like you can watch this from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to get on a plane. You don't have to get a hotel. You don't have to do all that. You get that replay. It's, it's invaluable really is the cost of the ticket is nothing. It's like a good dinner and a dinner and a movie. You'll pay more than this ticket. And the impact that this event had on people. I saw it firsthand live and in person, people just like it was changing their life, changing their business. And you can get all that tomorrow and Friday just by logging on to fliphackinglive.com and grabbing your ticket. All right, guys, we'll see you next week at the same time. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Remember, I do these Q&As live on Facebook on Wednesdays at 7pm Eastern, 4pm Pacific. I hope you enjoyed this. Tune in next week for another installment of live Q&As answering your questions. Okay, until next time.